I'm sick. I'm sick. It's five o'clock in the morning and I woke up and the amount of mucus that came out of my body <clears throat> was incredible. <clears throat> it's a great time. Pardon me, pardon me. It's a great time to do a show. But since it's five o'clock in the morning and I'm home alone, listen to me, I sound like Screech. I sound like Screech Powers. Zoinks! Doesn't that sound familiar? <clears throat> I also sound like I had some uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones pussy. What a fucking asshole Michael Douglas is. He blames his throat cancer on eating his wife's pussy. And then he doesn't even have throat cancer. He had like tongue cancer. And she ends up in the mental ward. What a fucking stand-up guy that guy is. Fucking. And <clears throat> can I talk about one other thing while we're talking about old men? They get their faces pulled back, their eyebrows waxed, Botox, filler, all this shit. They never do anything about their ears. When men age, their ears get longer and longer and longer and longer. So they've got fucking five-inch old man ears because they're 70. Yes, I'm talking to you, Sylvester Stallone. So they've got this shellacked fucking embalmed face and these long old man ears. Hello? Tighten that shit up. Tighten that shit up, okay? Just a little tip. I see you. I see you. I'm ugly and I see you. And there's a lot of things I need to talk about today. Yesterday I went into work and my voice was even worse. Like it was just like a crackle. It was like an old time radio. It was like a crackle and a hum and a buzz and then nothing. <clears throat> And myself and Sugar slash Aaron and my other friend Courtney, the three of us, we just fucking gab all day. We laugh, we sing, we dance, we act like assholes because we're only really ever together. My job is a lonely job. We're only ever together about an hour, hour and a half in the morning. <clears throat> and there was this guy that works next to us uh, who I quite enjoy. He's very sarcastic and stuff. He's actually gotten really used to us because I'm sure... Uh, in, in days of old, he probably would have choked us each out individually because we're fucking annoying. And part of, we partly mean to be, and we partly are having a good time. So he got these, uh, you know, when you work outside with something loud, you kind of have those work earmuffs. So he got them and he wrote in case of, and then wrote the three of our names down. So he can like put them on when he's about to fucking kill somebody, which is pretty thoughtful, I think. <clears throat> anyway, I walk in with this voice, except worse. And I was like, well... Jimmy, you pray and you pray and you pray, and it finally comes true. And he's like, like a kid at Christmas, did you lose your voice? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yes, the voodoo doll worked. And I'm like, fuck off. Just kidding. Uh, I just, I can only imagine that voodoo doll is like a brick of butter with like a Ken doll ponytail on it. Like a really shellacked Ken doll head. But ugly, you know? Oh, speaking of heads. This is all just falling together quite nicely. I should wake up early when I'm sick all the time. Just do this. It's all coming together. <clears throat> I've, I've watched the first episode of the uh, American Horror Story Freak Show. My voice is awful. I don't even know if you can handle this. Hang on, I gotta cough. <coughs> oh, it's just getting sexier and sexier. Do you like this voice? Is it alluring? Do you, do you like it? Oh, it was the chick from Romancing the Stone. Her voice is kind of deep and raggedy. I can't remember her name now. Also played Chandler's dad slash mom on Friends. Anyway, I can't remember it. I'll have to look it up. Um, so I'm watching American Horror Story Freak Show, and I've got this thing for Sarah Paulson, who's like one of the main actors in the show. And this time she's playing a two-headed girl with two very different personalities. One of them is like low-key and like, you know, would have her pearls on and 
clutch her pearls at everything, and the other one's kind of a whore, I guess. Like, slutting around, loves pop culture. She's basically a Kardashian. Basically, you have Princess Di on one head and a Kardashian on the other head. And I, I feel uncomfortable sharing this with you, but uh, I've, I've included that in my fantasy life. I love the idea of seducing two women with one vagina. Is that weird? That must be weird, because you'd need to be, like, really attentive and make sure you meet both their needs. And then it occurred to me I'd still be the third ugliest person in that scenario. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But I just kind of feel dirty about it. And then I looked up Sarah Paulson, and she was in a relationship with a woman. Oh, I sound like my balls just came down or something. Like a fuck. I sound like I just... I just turned 13. I sound like a kid at his bar mitzvah. Shalom. <clears throat> um, right. And she dated a woman for many years, like five years. But the woman was kind of like, she was an actress. Maybe she was famous, and that's why she got away with being so old. But she looks like, she looks like fucking Sarah Paulson's grandma. And now she's fucking the guy. I don't know, if you watch Game of Thrones, he was the guy that fought that big mountain guy at the end. The Viper, I think they called him. She's fucking that guy. So I was like, okay, sure. But there's that small part of me when I hear, like uh, the chick from the X-Files. What the fuck was her name now? I'm great, hey. Yeah, I'm great. I know no one's names, and I'm making all these pop culture references that I don't even, I can't complete. So anyway, whatever the fuck her name is, the redhead. Uh, Lori, a listener from the show, who actually helped me come up with the name for this show. Male-related, because I'm a male man. I love that. So thanks, Lori. Uh, she also had a crush on this girl, and it turns out the chick, the redhead from the X-Files, whom I do not know her name because I'm a terrible podcaster, uh, she had dated a girl in high school. It just, when these situations come up, I know I'm not alone here. I feel like I kind of have a chance. I feel like if we were in the same room together, maybe my sheer magnetism would draw them in. And they'd talk to me and they'd, and especially Sarah Paulson, she was able to look past that old lady's old face. Maybe she could look past my hideous face into the terrible person I am inside and fall in love with me. Except that I'm married, but in an alternate universe, you know, where I was still relatively thin maybe a different head and maybe some really big boobs so not really me and okay i this has really gotten out of hand here i just wanted to share that with you so i i took my quote-unquote sexual deviance and made it even more somehow deviant than that oh i've got a good story for you okay so i'm a mailman right and i when i'm in my uniform and i'm in my corporate vehicle i take myself a little seriously because i know i'm representing a company. I'm just not in my shitty car, in my shitty clothes. I'm in other clothes that make me susceptible to old men. <sighs> okay. So I do the same thing every day. Every day it's my job to go to like uh, a store that has a mail, um, pl like a place in it where you can drop your stuff off. Like when you want to mail a parcel, you'd go there and they'd get it all ready for you. And then I go there and take all that mail away and then bring it back to my office. And then a big truck and takes it away. <clears throat> Sorry, a big truck comes and takes it away. So it's my job every day to go to this place. And every day I go there, this parking lot is a fucking madhouse. It's like fucking Thunderdome. It's just everyone just does what they want. No signals, wide turns. People walk out in front of your car. It's like you, you have to be really fucking careful. And I know I'm in a corporate vehicle. I am not going to be speeding. There is no fucking way. So let me preface this whole conversation with that. And otherwise, I will do my best to describe it, but I'm terrible at that too. Let's just fucking turn this thing off. I have a terrible voice. 
can't don't know anyone's names and uh yeah i'll look up those names just calm down i know you won't be able to sleep tonight god forbid so here's what happens i come to a complete stop at a stop sign right before the parking lot and then i turn into the parking lot now i'm driving straight okay now imagine if you would i'm driving straight i think i was doing between 10 and 15 kilometers because our corporate trucks aren't designed to go fast they're just not I don't know if it's on purpose or it's just they're cheaper. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's not a bad thing. <clears throat> and I'm driving. And this guy in a huge gray uh, truck, pickup truck, decides with no signal, I'm driving. He turns left right in front of me with no notice, almost as though he didn't see me. So he turns left in front of me and I'm sitting in my lane. And the entire box of his truck is covering my lane. He's not moving because there's a spot that he wants that's right at the very end of the parking lot. Like it's right by the lane I'm in, right beside me. It's like the first spot, the best spot as soon as you walk out the door. So he's trying to get that spot and someone's backing out of it. And he's blocking my entire lane. And okay, I sat there for about three seconds. But it's also really, really late for me. And my kid is still at daycare. So I do feel a bit of anxiety. So I'm like, I did the... I put my hands up in the air and I did the what the fuck face. Like, what are you doing? You know? And he looks at me. Holy shit. You'd think I punched his mother in the fucking face the way he looked at me. And he was like, okay, I've done this joke before, but he looked like Winston Churchill. And I have a theory that the reason Bill Clinton put his cigar in Monica Lewinsky's vagina is because her vagina looked just like Winston Churchill. Just jowly and chubby and fucking angry looking. And his whole thing was he was just completing the picture. He was just putting the cigar in Winston Churchill's mouth, a.k.a. Monica Lewinsky's vagina. That's my theory. I stand by it. It's a lame joke, but I'm proud of it, and it's true. So this guy looked just like Winston Churchill. So in a sense... This guy looked just like Monica Lewinsky's vagina. And he is just like his head is shaking and his jowls are jiggling and he's like fucking red in the face. Huge guy it seemed like to me. And he's screaming at me, except he doesn't understand how sound works. Because the funny fucking thing about sound, you see, is uh, it's not going to travel through your rolled up windows and my rolled up windows. It doesn't work that way. And he's got his hands up and he's fucking screaming. I can just see the look on his face. And I just wait. He's still blocking my lane. I just wait. There's no oncoming traffic. I go around him and about my day. And I should have known it wasn't going to end there. Because he was a white old man who his whole life, up until probably about 10 years ago, was the most important thing to be in this country. The most privileged his opinion was the most important, and this little, I'm assuming he thinks I'm Portuguese, maybe, Spick, maybe a, Span, a Mexican or something, I don't know, and uh, there's no fucking way I am going to tell him anything. So I go behind my building, I pull up, I push the buzzer, and here he comes. Oh, it's he fucking mad. He's in his truck. He unrolls his window. He's like, how goddamn fast were you going in that parking lot? And I said, excuse me? And I'm starting to shake. Because when I get really mad slash scared, because I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, I start to shake, which is really uncommon. I know none of you have felt that way. And he's like, 
how how goddamn fast were you going in that parking lot? I said, excuse me? He's like, you were going 70 kilometers an hour in that parking lot. I said, first of all, I was not going 70 kilometers an hour in a parking lot. And second of all, your truck was turning left. You blocked my entire lane. He's like, no, that's not the issue. The issue here is you were speeding in that parking lot. And I was like, sir, I was going 10 or 15 kilometers an hour. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You were going 70 kilometers an hour. There's no goddamn way you should be going that fast in a parking lot. And I'm like, I was at a complete stop. And he wouldn't let me talk. He's like, I'm going to call in. I'm going to phone your supervisor. You're dangerous. You're a terrible driver. You should. And I'm just like, and the, and the girl, thank God, the girl comes to the door to uh, let me into the post office store place. And I was like, oh, thank God. And I'm like looking at her and I'm just like making a face and I'm just like, like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, shut up. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? He could not admit, <clears throat> excuse me, he could not admit that he turned left without a signal and he was blocking my lane. Nope. It's that I was speeding. When even if I was doing a hundred kilometers an hour, which I assure you I was not because those trucks can, there's, and even if I was driving a fucking Porsche, how the hell could I go from a complete stop and drive, I'm going to say 400 feet and be doing 70 kilometers an hour. Not even a fucking Porsche. You're telling me a shitty Ford Transit is going to get up to 70 in, in, in three and a half seconds? How, in what fucking universe is that possible? You're speeding. I'm going to take down your goddamn license plate. I'm going to phone it in. And I said, please do. Please. You're speeding. Why are you speeding in a park? And I'm like, he's shaking. He's red. He's going to have a fucking heart attack. He's 100 years old. He's morbidly obese. And I was just like, fuck, if this guy gets out of his car, he's going to fucking punch me in the face. And I looked at the girl and I'm like, he's going to punch me in the face. And she started laughing. I'm like, oh, oh well, guess I'll, guess I'll go home then. Like, I'm like, he's going to give himself a fucking heart attack. And uh, he turned around to write down the license plate. And I was like, I'm like, sir, you know what? Write it down. Call it in. I drive for a living. I'm not going to be speeding in a corporate vehicle in a parking lot. So if you want to write it down, oh, I'm going to fucking write it down. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to report you. You're a dangerous driver. You shouldn't be driving on the roads. And I was like, I put my hands up and I was like, okay. And I went inside and I was just fuming. I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I hate the fact that I work in the public in a uniform and people think that they can shit on me. Because there's really nothing I can do. I can't speak my mind because I'm representing a corporation. And it's I'm not getting paid to have an opinion. I'm not getting paid to to speak my mind. I'm getting paid to smile and say, yes, sir. Uh-huh. But in this situation, it was just like, you're ridiculous. Like, there's no fucking way. There is no goddamn way I could get that, get up to that much speed in that short of time. And it, it's a funny thing that happens to some men. It's like, they can't, when he goes and tells this story to his wife, after he finishes beating her with all the aggression I brought out in him, he's not going to say that he turned left without a signal and blocked my entire lane for the, for the parking spot closest to the building. Listen to me, sir. If you're out there, you need the walk, okay? I'm fat too, but you're crazy fat. Like, I thought he was going to have a fucking heart attack and die. He may even be dead. I don't know. I don't know. It's not right for one man to have that much pent-up aggression. It's like, fuck, man. Just, I, I just, it just, you feel really impotent because it's like, you can't do anything. You just have to smile and say, yes, I understand. Yeah, okay, yeah, call it in. Take my license down. Go ahead. Call it in. It's like, fuck, fuck off. I'm not, like, I'm just trying to do my fucking job here. And yet again, it's 4.30 in the afternoon and a senior is out and about. I, this guy I work with, Buster, just retired. And before he retired, he's like, you know, I don't get old people. They have all fucking day to go out and run their errands. And when do they go? They go when everyone else has to go because they work. They go at four, five, six o'clock. It's like, get off the fucking road. 
get out of the fucking store and get out of my way. That's his philosophy, and it's true. And now he's retired, so he's like, yep, I'm going to make sure I got to do everything at 5 o'clock. I'm going to stand in your way. I'm going to forget something, and I have to go back and get it. I'm going to slow everyone down. I love that guy. He's the fucking best. He's the fucking best, that buster. He's the fucking best. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was uh, that was super de-duper. And then, but look, that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is I uh, delivered a parcel to this woman, and uh, I didn't even go upstairs. I bust her. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll come right down. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's fucking great because, like, I don't have to go upstairs because, you know, I'm fat. I don't like to walk. I walk enough. And she comes down, and she's like, she's like got this five bucks and she's like i don't know some kind of russian or ukraine or something she's like you take tip and i'm like what i'm like no 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 like here she's like no you come my house you take tip i was oh that sounds kind of good you kill i kill moose and squirrel is that good Catherine, what the fuck is her name ah, i'm gonna look up the romance in the stone chick right now <coughs> and i was like no 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 i this is my job i don't take tips she's like you take tip you buy coffee Oh, I sound fucking awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so I took the fucking tip. I was like, okay. Like, they're few and far between, between now. Nobody uh, nobody ever tips the mailman. Ever. Anymore. Actually, this winter I'll actually have... Sorry, I'm trying to look at this fucking bitch's name. I actually have uh, a route, so maybe I will get a tip. Kathleen Turner. Kathleen fucking Turner. That's who I'm thinking about romancing this. Now I'm going to look up X-Files. Hang on. I know, you're welcome. Aren't you glad I did this with you? What is her fucking name? Jillian Anderson. There. That's how you podcast. You cough all over everybody, tell stupid fucking stories, have no voice, and look up dumb shit when you should have really stopped down to do it. That's podcasting 101. Um, also, um, I'm writing a book on Italian parenting, and uh, it's comprised of two words. No matter the parenting situation, you open the book, and there's literally two words. Start slapping. Your kid's misbehaving in a store, start slapping. Your kid fell down, start slapping. Your kid's crying because you slapped him the first time, start slapping. Again, that's the second book. <laughs> book one, all the advice in it is start slapping. Book two, start slapping again. It's good. I'll write this shit down. You know, I'm fucking... Jesus Christ. Okay, I think this is going to be kind of a lesbian spectacular show because I've got a segment from Tails with an update on her uh, spectacular lesbo life and I've got an update from uh, Rainbow Bright with an update on her wonderful lesbian spectacular life. So let's hear from Tails first because I think I got hers first. And uh, my homie Mark, if you're out there, I think your name's pronounced Mark. Thank you very much for the uh, for the donations and the support and... Uh, I like that you're kind of out there. It makes me feel good. Anyone that comments and stuff, you're great. I love that. Mark in particular is pretty smart and pretty well-spoken, which I enjoy. And I think he might be from somewhere else because when he donates, it comes in euros, which is like, fuck, like, uh, euros is like, it makes me feel rich, you know? It's like, here, let's cash this into Canadian money. It's like, wow, that was like $7,000. It's fucking amazing. So thanks, Mark, wherever you are. And I could use a segment from someone with an accent, so feel free to do that at any time. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Right, I'm going to get uh, Tails on. Hang on. Hey, everybody, what's up? It's Tails. I know I have been MIA for quite some time now, but there's been a lot of shit going on in my life that has prevented me from doing things like this, I guess. Uh, I have been playing a lot of video games, so that's for sure. Um, all right, so first off, I got married. We had our wedding. It was wonderful. Short, quick service at a church in Osborne Village. 
it was really nice. A lot of our good friends showed up. Um, some people didn't show up, and that's okay, too. They can go fucking die or whatever. I don't care. Anyways, uh, after that, we went for pictures at the ledge because we're generic like that. And then we went to bowling afterwards for the reception. It was a lot of fun. We all got super trashed. It was a good time. I think I only played, like, a game and a half, and we were there for, like, three hours. I don't know. I can't really remember too well. Then me and the wifey went out of town to Enola. We had a bonfire at her Nana's place, and from there we also had chili and a few more drinks, which is probably a bad idea because... I ended up throwing up chili all over, and I'm going to tell you right now, chili is not one of the best things that you could have coming back up. Uh, you know, the ground beef coming out of my nose was okay, but as soon as a, a kidney bean came out of there, holy fuck, that hurt. So yeah, that was uh, that was the wedding. It was it was good, good. We raked in quite a bit of money too, uh, which we're putting towards our future uh, in the high interest savings account because I know we're young and dumb and whatever, but I like to think about the future a little bit more. We're trying to save up. We're going to next step. Next big step for us is uh, moving to British Columbia. So we need the finances for that as well as once we get there, uh, we're going to start trying to have a baby. So there's that. Uh, What the hell else has been going on? Oh, I put my two weeks notice in last week uh, at my fast food burger joint. So that felt really good. Really, really good. Especially lately, there's been a lot of drama going on at work about shifts and uh, who has got more seniority over this person and that person. Why aren't I getting shifts? Well, I'm going to cut you a shift and you're going to have to deal with it because I've been here longer and whatever. It's it's a whole lot of drama and I felt so good writing that letter of resignation to my boss. I cannot wait to be gone. My last day is on the 13th and uh it'll be it'll be surprising if I actually stick it out through the whole shift because people are fucking assholes and I'm so excited to not have to deal with that anymore. Bet you're wondering, what are you going to do next then? How are you going to pay for life if you don't have your job that you've been having for six years this month? Well, here's the thing. My other job, it's at a pizza joint. We are opening up a brand new shop in two to three weeks. I'm out of breath. Okay, we're opening up a new pizza shop in two to three weeks. My boss approached me and said, "Um, would you like to come and be kitchen manager at the new shop? I was a little skeptical at first because, you know, it's somewhere new. It's something new. I didn't know. uh, I'm not entirely sure what the job entitles. So whatever. We had a a back and forth. And um, then he asked me, you know, how much do I have to pay you to quit your burger job and come work for me full time? So we had a back and forth, a negotiation of payment and stuff. So I got in the end, I get a $3 pay raise. I get to be completely in charge of a kitchen. I don't have to talk to customers or deal with people, so that's great. I get to have things done my way in the kitchen, which is also great. Um, what else? Uh, tips. Tips are very nice. Very, very, very nice. Nothing like uh, untaxed income. That's good. And also cash bonuses when we meet uh, sales goals. So that's that's really good. And I also got to choose how many hours I wanted 
and what days I wanted to work. So that was really cool, too. I sat down, I figured something out with him, and uh, we got it all planned out. So I start that in about two, three weeks, and um, I'm really excited. I'm really nervous because, like I said, years. I mean, I, I don't know anything else, and I'm excited to go forward with this, and uh, not to mention that with the pay raise involved, um, like right now I'm working 52 to 60 hours every week. For those of you who don't understand what that translates to, uh, full-time is between 30 hours and 40 hours. I was working 40 hours just five days a week, eight hours a day. So you can kind of picture in your head how hard I've been working. But now that I'm quitting the one place and I'm going to be full-time at the other place, I only have to work 36 hours, not 52 and I'll still be getting paid $100 more, not counting my tips and bonuses. So it's going to be really nice not to have to work every single day, all day long, and, you know, actually get a chance to sleep and hang out with my wife and watch movies and play more video games and stuff, all the good things in life. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's that really great monumental thing. And what time are we looking at here? Holy crap, I'm yapping. Um... Also, we got two rats, two cute little fuzzy pet rats. They're adorable. I love them. Mine's name is Nala, and hers' name is Mittens. Very original, I know. Um, she, she actually, okay, so I'm sure you guys already know that she works with me at the burger place. Uh, she found a part-time job that starts her off at 11.50 an hour, which is a lot, considering she's being paid 10 10.45 at the burger place right now. And uh so she was working there part-time and she's working at the burger place part-time, but she's so much happier at the other place. It's an Italian restaurant. Sandra, I'm sure you can appreciate the good old Italian food. Uh she's making all types of Italian food. She doesn't have to talk to people either. She's a cook, she's prep, she's very happy. We're definitely on the right track to life right right now. It's it's pretty weird and crazy because I never thought I'd be here in a million years um yeah so that's that is my life update and that is why I have not sent anything in in a very long time and I apologize and I'm going to be catching up on the podcast um tonight and tomorrow I think I'll have some time so yeah um I guess you can uh, send me a question at any point and I'll send in another segment for you um take it easy everybody long time no talk bye oh look at you all growing up getting a good job getting married i love going bowling after who the fuck doesn't love that that's a good idea i i've barfed up some stuff yeah i've barfed some stuff so i sympathize with you it doesn't often come out of my nose so you must have been a fucking mess jesus christ but congrats on the new job I used to like cooking. I just didn't like uh, the hours. But maybe your hours would be different because you'll be the boss. It's going to be hard to be the boss, but I think you can do it. You know your shit. And you're tough. I wouldn't want to cross you. That's the thing, too. You kind of have to be authoritative. You can't really be people's friends. You've got to kind of be a little aloof. Or nobody will take you seriously and they'll walk all over you. But I gotta be, I'm a little bit afraid of you now. So if you were my boss, I think I would take you pretty seriously. Uh, that's good. Good. Good move to BC. Save up some money because... Man, is trying to have a kid the the clean way expensive. And it's hard because you're... Oh, I don't even know if I should name the amount it costs. 
I think I will because it hurts. Um, it, it's somewhere between, depending on your situation, between fifteen and seventeen hundred dollars a try. But you know what? You've got to. Yeah, I'm going there. You've got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. That's my singing voice. Is it better? I'm still tone deaf, right? But the thing is, if you want to play, you got to pay. Fuck, am I good? This may be the single best podcast I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, as far as your girlfriend's Italian restaurant goes, great. Wonderful. Italians cook really well. Uh, I cooked Thanksgiving dinner for my family. Like, my mom came over. My cunt sister didn't come over. But she's weird. Remember I told you she's weird? Like, sometimes she can be really aggressive and, like, really mean. And sometimes she can just be, like, a normal person. The other day we were there. And I was there with Malcolm. And, uh... Malcolm doesn't really know her like he knows that she lives in the basement kind of like a troll and he kind of runs past the basement stairs when she comes upstairs he gets kind of like quiet and stuff because every time she shows up I end up yelling which is really kind of uh well it's my fault it's totally my fault I shouldn't be doing that anyway so she comes over and she's like hey Malcolm and he's like hi and she's like do you want a treat and uh she gave him some M&Ms and I was like He's like, oh, thank you. Because, like, he loves my mom's house because he goes there and he drinks a shit ton of juice and he eats chips and cookies and uh, M&Ms. And then I bring him home and Sarah gets really fucking mad because she's like, great, I prepared this nutritious supper tonight and he won't eat anything because he's full of cookies and chips and juice from your mom's house. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, could you, could you ask them not? Here's the thing about my family because she's like, could you ask them not to give him so much garbage? And I was just, I'm just like, there's no point. Why not? Because, like, I go and walk the dog. So there's a good half hour. I'm gone. They're watching him. And I come back, and he's covered in fuck. Like, they get, they even feed him shit that's, like, leaves evidence. Blue drinks all around his mouth. He's got fucking cheesies in his eyebrows and his hair all over his fingertips and black cookie marks around his mouth. It's like, this stuff stains. So could you fucking work with me and give him an apple juice and not, like, a blue Gatorade? Like, fuck. He's a, he's a fucking two-year-old. He doesn't need to power up with Gatorade. He just doesn't. Could you ask that? I'm like, there's no fucking point. Well, I'm asking you and I'm his mother and it's important that he eat nutritious suppers. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. That's logical to normal people. To my family, not so much. They don't get it. They're like, oh, he's a boy. He needs treats. And he's like the first boy in the family ever. So, yeah, he's getting spoiled. I. So now I try and like, I try and ask them and they just, whatever, they don't listen anyway. What's the point of this? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. So it's like she was like super nice and like giving him treats and stuff. It's like, why can't you be like this all the time? Like whatever person, because what it's a vicious cycle. She acts like a cunt and uh, no one wants to be around her. And then she gets mad because no one wants to hang out with her. And then she acts like a cunt. It's like, yeah, like break the cycle. Just act like a normal person. She used to be normal. There was a point where she was normal. And now all she is is fucking going through these crazy cycles of crazy... Like, she needs to be on medication. I'm crazy, too. But I'm not medication crazy. I'm just fucking wackadoo crazy. She's nuts. So I was like... I texted my sister who went to go pick up my mom. And I said, you can ask crazy if she wants to come, too. And she's like, no, she's really, like, out there and aggressive today. I don't want to ask her. So I was like, okay, well, I don't fucking want her here. She's going to be all fucking crazy. She's never been to my house. I've lived here... Oh, shit, like, I've lived here three years now, I think, and she's never been here, because she's crazy. Anyway, so that's why she wasn't here, is because she was all manic and weird that day. And uh, so they came over, and I made turkey, and there was a point in the afternoon, I this fucking happened. I know you're not going to believe me. I'm making fresh ravioli in, like, a KitchenAid thing that, like, makes the sheets, you know? 
<coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I'm making ravioli from scratch. Spinach and ricotta, in case you were wondering. And I'm watching The Notebook. And I'm like, there was a point where I was just like, like, you know, where they're hugging and shit in the rain. And it's just like, oh, that's so beautiful. Lost love. It's just so wonderful. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I didn't, if you would have told me at 25, I would be this lame at 35. Holy fuck, I would have believed you because I was fucking lame then. But this is like extra lame. This is like fucking really in touch with my feminine side doing this shit. It was just really weird. Anyway, I just want to share that with you because I was kind of ashamed of it. Right. Anyway, yes. So I cooked the turkey. They came over. And uh, last year, the turkey wasn't very good. Okay? I, I I tried. It was extremely dry. Extremely dry. It was like fucking sawdust. Like, you'd cut it and it would just like... Pfft, it just turned into fucking fluff. And my niece is I'm like, oh, wow, the turkey's not even dry. And my niece is like, yeah... Last year was awful. And she's 14. And so I took out my Italian Parenting 101 book. And I just, I started slapping. And you know what? It worked. Solved the problem. Did I ever tell you guys the story about this woman that lived on the street that I lived on growing up? And back then, there was a lot of, like, Europeans. There was Portuguese. or Portuguese European? Mediterraneans? I don't know. Whatever. There was Portuguese. Somebody was from Holland. Um... Lots of Italian people, lots of Italian people. Because, like, one walk buys a, buys a house on the street, and then another house goes, just goes up for sale. And then they all kind of just bought houses. Because that area at the time, like, when my parents bought it in the late 60s, it was, like, uh, up and coming, really nice big houses and uh, pretty cheap, right? So everybody, all the working class Europeans moved there. And it was a fun neighborhood to grow up on. There was always something going on. We were always playing outside. It was, it was a pretty good place to grow up until the hookers showed up. Because, I mean, after a certain point, the houses are cheap. People on welfare start to move in. The drugs move in. Uh, the neighborhood goes to shit pretty fucking quickly. Probably within 10 years, I think it went really bad. <clears throat> Why was I telling you this? Oh, yes. So there was an Italian lady that lived across the street, my best friend's mom. And uh, she would wear uh, wooden sandals. And this woman, it was fucking hilarious. Because I'm talking about Italian parenting here. This is how this woman parented. Um, she could, no word of a lie, be sitting on one side of the street, call one of her kids over, and if they didn't come in an appropriate amount of time or they ignored her, she would take off that wooden clog and she would zip it across, she would throw it, like throw it across the street and it would go whoosh, 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 peg her kid in the, in the motherfucking head every time from across the street. She did not fucking miss ever. She should have pitched in the fucking major leagues. She should have been a professional baseball pitcher. That's how good she was. From anywhere. It was like a ninja death star made of wood. Just bang every fucking time she'd hit that target. Holy shit. And that's the other, maybe that's the third issue. How to how to knock a kid out cold with a wooden fucking sandal from like 400 feet away. Maybe that's book three. Anyway, enough about me for a while. Let's hear from our second... Submitter, Rainbow. I love Rainbow. I, I can't say enough nice things about Rainbow. She's just... I made I made beets. I've been making fucking pickled beets for I feel like a year and a half. So after I cooked... Oh, oh right. Yeah, did I tell you that when you said it wasn't as awful? So, yeah, I did. <clears throat> Bitch. Um, I, I, I bought 50 pounds of beets. That's a lot of fucking beets in case you're wondering. But it was like two, for, two bags for $6. So it's kind of like, ah, sure, I love fucking beets. I'll eat beets all day long. Now I won't. I won't fuck. I don't want to eat another fucking beet for the rest of my life. 
Except I've got like 24 jars of beets now. Fuck. So she gave me, I, I messaged uh, Rainbow because in real life she's Ukrainian. And nobody knows beets better than a fucking Ukrainian. So she sent me a couple recipes and I did. And I, I made them. And one of the recipes she sent me involved hot peppers. Now, I, I, I just want to like, I just want to let you know, in case you think I've evolved as a human being and I'm not nearly as stupid as, as the last time I, I've done this. I named a, an episode Jalapeno Hands because I got my hands fucking, you know when they fucking get hot peppers in them and then they throb and then I went to take my contacts out and I essentially maced myself one at a, one eye at a time. You'd think I'd have learned from that. No, you're wrong. So one of the, one of the, one of the things she sent me, uh, a pickled beet recipe had hot peppers in it. So I went and bought two different kinds of hot peppers and I wore rubber gloves for the whole time I'm handling the beets, except I fucking took them off. And I'm like, well, I don't want to waste another pair of gloves on the fucking pickles, on the, on the peppers, sorry. So I was like, oh, I'll just cut a few. How, how much could it possibly hurt? Well, the answer to that question is a lot. It hurt a lot. My hands fucking throbbed all fucking day long because I'm dumb and lazy and cheap. Like, how much is a pair of rubber gloves? Like, like silicone rubber gloves. Or latex, sorry, latex rubber gloves. Fucking nothing, idiot. So I fucking did it again, moron. Except I didn't have time to masturbate. What a fucking waste. What a waste of jalapeno hands. Uh, right. So I'm still fucking cooking the beets. I did I did them yesterday. I still have... I'm out of jars now. Now I gotta go fucking find more jars. Because I still have like four more jars less of fucking... Does anybody want any fucking beets? Just kidding. I don't want to meet you. I don't want to fucking meet you. Anyway, so Rainbow... On top of all the other nice, kind, wonderful things she's done for me. She gave me these fucking beet recipes and I used them all. But I... I, I can't even stand myself anymore. Let's see a rainbow. Hang on. Catchy, right? I think that just might be the worst uh, theme song in the universe. Uh, I might have to find better music. Hello listeners. Hello Sandra. It's Rainbow Bright. Um, Sandra had asked me in an email if my parents were okay with the relationship that I have with Lisa and me being a gay in general, I think. Uh, I think okay might be too strong of a word, but they're supportive, which I appreciate. Um, Lisa really quickly in the relationship established herself with my friends and family and just fit in really well which was shocking to me because my family can be super clicky and um but she she made friends with my friends uh who have known my parents for forever because I come from a small town where you just kind of absorb the people that you interact with on a regular basis into your family and she just kind of got absorbed into the fold and was easily someone my parents trusted and kind of related to early in the relationship and when I came out they had a hard time arguing the merit of the person because they had already established that they liked her just as a person. Um, that being said they each have their own hang-ups which they talk about behind my back but never to my face and when we first started establishing ourselves in their eyes as a couple, even though we had been together for a year before I came out, um, 
they would never tell me to break up with her because she was a woman, but they would find reasons like, you guys have a really big age difference or, you know, she doesn't make a lot of money. And I'm like, right, because marriage for money is so important. That should definitely be like one of the top things you should marry for, not any kind of compatibility or happiness. So those arguments just kind of faded away after a while and we kind of come to where we're at. By the time we get married, we'll have been together for five years. So when you see relationships and marriages that have not lasted as long as five years, once you get to the five year mark of cohabitating and being in a relationship with someone, it's pretty hard for friends and family to argue that you're not happy and this person is not good for you and it's not going to work. So um, we've just left everybody with no choice but to accept us. And so far that's worked out pretty well for us and people are in general supportive. My mom is a wedding fanatic. She's so excited to plan a wedding regardless of whether it is gay or straight, but she's also very traditional. So she was discussing with us about where we would be sleeping the night before the wedding. And I'm like, well, we're just going to sleep in the hotel because we're getting married out in the country and it'll be easier to get here for breakfast. And I can tell this is not going over with her well. And she's like, well, that's not acceptable. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, well, then I guess I'll sleep here and Lisa will sleep in the hotel because it's not like we live together or anything. You're, you're, you're still a virgin if you don't use a strap on, right? Am I saving that for the wedding night? I did not say that. I did not say that. But um, whatever. That's not a huge thing for me to adjust. So it wasn't a problem. And then she's talking about getting this camper for the guys to change in. And I'm like, they can just change like in the fucking basement. Like, I don't understand why I need this separate space for the whole like two guys that are in our wedding party. All the rest is girls. Like, why? Why, why do we need an entire like separate space for the guy? And then I'm like, oh, she thinks Lisa is going to spend the entire day with the guys. And... I'm going to spend the entire day with the girls. And I'm like, so I'm like breaking this down for her. I'm like, you know, Lisa technically has more girls in the, the bridal party than I do, right? And, and those girls are her friends. So she's a bride and she's going to want to be with her friends on the day of the wedding. So she's not going to be in a fucking camper all day. And I was like, oh, oh, right. <laughs> I didn't even, and it was just when she is trying to be sneaky and like say things that are offensive without actually saying them, uh, she's never really taken aback. She has her, her arguments very well laid out. So she just honestly didn't think, but it was just, it was pretty funny that she was going to completely separate us for the day of the wedding. Like, I don't know what she was thinking, but um, it was pretty funny. She really wants us to be this traditional couple. And she, because Lisa is butchy, I don't know if she watched some documentary on transitioning or what her deal is, but she always refers to Lisa as a guy, like always. And it's like, Lisa's the biggest girl ever. Like, I mean, underneath the butchy exterior, she's likes puppies and cute things and she's just like it's pretty funny 
So uh, I don't know. I always see her as a girl. And the fact that my mom sees her as a guy is completely hilarious to me. But that is the ongoing saga with that. I'm interested to see what other ideas my mother has in store for the day. Um, in the meantime, as the official spokesperson, I will encourage you to go to podbean.com and donate to Sandra. $12 equals $1 a month per content that you're paying for. And uh, I would encourage you to pay two. So she gets $24 from you. And then pretty much every four people who donate, she's got 100, which is a nice round number. I think she's worth it. If you do not have a PayPal account, let me introduce you to the wonderful world of online shopping. Take the time to register and you too can be exposed to sites like eBay, Amazon, and Etsy to buy crap you don't really need but for some reason really want. So try the online shopping bandwagon and while you're at it, donate to change of address at podbeam.com. That's it for me. Listeners, as always, Sandra, I'd just like to say thanks. Ah, the joys of the joys of mothers. Isn't isn't that funny how that works? I like Lisa's uh ploy at <clears throat> excuse me. Just kind of fitting in, just being just being a member of the family, just being likable. Um and thanks for promoting the whole Podbean donation thing. Electric Gary donated too, but I kind of feel weird about saying it. Like maybe I should be asking people's permission before I say anything. But uh, to all of you that have donated, thank you. I'm sorry. I kind of feel tacky about that. Maybe that's tacky. I don't know. Ugh. Maybe when you make the donation, specify if you want me to say anything or not. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. Unless that's... Uh, money's weird. Money's weird. It, it feels weird to ask for money. But I'm due to pay this in a couple weeks. So maybe it's not that weird. Feel free. Feel free. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Um, okay. So my notes were... Um, the, th the weird thing, because, like, I think Lisa's a little bit butchier than I am. Like, I'm in my old days, I'd look like a tomboy, I guess, when I wasn't fucking morbidly obese. And now I just look like a mom because I'm with a kid. So I don't think people make the assumption necessarily that I'm gay. I just wear mom jeans and a hoodie. And that's it. And, like, practical shoes. So there comes a point in your life when, like, if I was 18 and I was wearing that, you'd think, oh, Mo. Oh, that sounded awful. I think dogs all over the neighborhood just fucking perk their ears up to that fucking dog whistle. Um, but when you're old and you have a kid, it's like you're invisible. So it's the, it's like the best thing ever. But um, anyway, so in the old days, I was kind of more of a tomboy-ish, like fitted t-shirts, but that were, had dumb stuff. Like I think I have a shirt on that says, if you can read this, make me a sandwich. I had another one that said, uh, it's just safer to assume I know karate. Like I'm just supplementing my horrible personality with these stupid t-shirts that I think are funny <clears throat> anyway so I I can I understand your mom's confusion I don't know is she first generation Canadian like is she or I mean is she from the old country or is she was she born here because if she's from the old country I totally understand the confusion and you know what for a matter of fact if she was born here in her generation I totally understand the confusion because it's like she, Lisa's the more masculine one but she's not a man it's, it, there's a weird thing. Like when I, when I started dating Sarah and I was going to her friends functions and stuff, it's like, uh, it's like no one could like, they're like, do you want to go sit down with the guys? And I kind of thought, well, okay, sure. So I went down there and, and that set of guys, I mean, I can usually hold up a conversation, but sitting down there with those guys in that basement was the most boring experience of my life. Not because these guys aren't funny, interesting guys, but because they all talked about sports nonstop. I don't understand. 
I don't know who these people are. I don't I don't I don't know what the stats mean. I don't know really much about the teams they play for. It was just like two hours of that. And the occasional question about a woman's attractiveness. And then I can jump all over that. It's like, oh, do you think she's hot? It's like, mm, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's like anything about a woman's body or sexuality, yeah, I can comment on. I'm in there. But you talk sports, it's like, well, it's like fucking, huh? This is what you talk about all day? Is this is this a man? Like, I don't know. I've met, I found out with guys before. They've never talked about stats and shit like this fucking nonstop. Anyway, so I understand what your mom's confusion is because Lisa is the more masculine one on the outside. But I as well am the most masculine one on the outside in my relationship. And I don't I don't think I'm the man. And the, the question permeates this show even all over the place. Who's the man? And if you ask me that on any different day... Here, here's an example. You tell me who the man is in this scenario. We go to, we go to swimming. And uh, my, my kid goes to swimming. <clears throat> I don't like being in the change room at all. It makes me uncomfortable. And uh, I never have... I just... I've been on the inside. I don't like it. It weirds me out. Uh, I feel like I shouldn't be there. And I don't know where to put my eyes. I, I just... It's weird. I don't like it. And now that I'm a grown-up, and I'm in that situation again, um, Sarah goes in the pool with Malcolm. And normally, Sarah's mom... Like, they're out of town right now. So normally, on a normal day, Sarah's mom would go with them and just kind of help. Like, so they take turns on who goes in the pool. And I'm fat. I don't want to go in a pool. I can't swim. I don't want to go in a pool. I don't sing. I don't like to... Like, it's just not... Like, if I didn't have Sarah... I don't think Malcolm would be in that kind of swimming class. Because <coughs> I just think that, I don't know. Stuff like that is just like fucking, oh, seriously, we're doing this now? And you should see the guys in the pool. They've got tattoos. They look super tough and all this shit. And they're like singing uh, The More We Get Together and uh, Five Little Monkeys. And it's the most hilarious thing in the world. Like, these men, you take them out of that pool without their kid. And they're the most macho fucking ridiculous guys in the world. But you put them in the pool and they're singing these fucking dumb kids songs and like making googly faces at their kids. It's pretty cute. Uh, so now comes the point where it's time, there's a race for the shower, and in this place that we're going to, the pool we're taking them to, they have, like, four fucking shower heads for, fuck, I don't know how many classes end at that time. I think there's, like, 20-some-odd kids that need to shower at that time. It's like, fuck, and this is the woman's room. So the first time we went, I kind of stood in line with them, and then I had the towel ready, because Sarah would take them in there and wash them off and all that shit and get him ready. And I was just there to hold the towel. But this time, Sarah's like, well, you don't have to wait in line with us. It's kind of hot in here. Like, why don't you go sit on a bench? Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Because it's like, everybody's looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing in here? Because I don't have a kid with me. I'm not getting changed. I'm holding a bag. It's like, what are you just fucking hanging out? And it's like a small cramped area. There's nowhere for me to go. And I don't want to look at anyone. I don't want to see any fucking naked kids. I don't want to see any naked kids. I sure as hell don't want to see any naked adults. And the, it's just like, get the fuck out of the way. What are you doing here? And I was just like, oh, because there was nowhere for me to go because I had to help. Once Malcolm comes out of the shower, that's when I like, Sarah gets dressed, I get him dressed and we fucking leave. But up until that point, I'm just kind of fucking standing around like a fucking weirdo. It's like, did you just come in off the street to stand around in a kid's change room? You fucking freak. Get the fuck out of here. And the worst thing is too, when you stand on the end of the aisles, for whatever reason, They've made the end pieces of the locker, like the butt end, uh, that faces the hallway, reflective. So, without even meaning to, you can look at the reflection and see someone naked. It's like, what? Who, paint these, fucking stupids. Why do you want a reflective substance at the end of an aisle so people's privacy can be fucking violated yet again? Dummies. Anyway, so I felt fucking weird and I'm hiding. Why did I tell you this? I don't remember. 
I don't remember what the fucking point was. I, you know, if I could go back, I, I might have called this show Why Do I Talk? Because I don't fucking remember what the point is of me telling you this. It'll come to me at 3 in the morning. I don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, I'll have to move on. I just fucking can't remember why I told you that. Um, right. So who's the man in that? Oh, right. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. Okay. So my one job the other day when we went to swimming class, you know, when you put your quarter in, turn the lock, they give you a key with like a, a safety pin on it. And uh, Sarah's like, here, you take care of this for me. Okay. And I was like, yeah, sure. And um, at the time I had just posted on Facebook. Okay. I will get back to the key thing. I better write that down. Hang on, hang on. Uh, we'll do a uh, swimming key. I, I'm sure you can all see where this is going, but I'm just going to write that down just because I want to make sure I get to it. Right before we had gotten there. Um, so the last show we did, I talked about how the Return to Standard shows were taken down. And uh, I got tagged in a post on Twitter. And um, I'm not going to get into it too much right now. But it was confirmed that the shows were in fact taken down. And the reasoning behind it to me is astounding. But I will get into that. <clears throat> so I posted on Facebook. I said, look, is anybody interested in hearing how and why um, Return to Sender ended from my point of view? And that's why I was distracted at the pool. Because it was like I was getting all of these uh, notifications or whatever saying, um, yeah, there's a lot of people interested in my point of view on how it ended. Because it ended, um, and I ate a lot of shit. I purposely um, took so I took some good advice, and I purposely made a choice not to talk about it. Because why? It's over. It ended. It didn't end in a good way. It didn't leave me with a full heart and a happy soul. And that's okay. I just, for once in my life, I just wanted to not be the guy who... Um, I just wanted for once to take the high road. That's what I'm trying to say. I just didn't want to cut anyone down. I didn't want to necessarily expose things that I felt were maybe personal. And then the shows got taken down. And I thought to myself, okay, that's it now. Um, to do something like that, when you're involved in a show like that, it's a partnership. Regardless of who started the show, regardless of whose name is on the feed, that is half mine. That, those are, that is half my life. Those are half my memories. That's half of that is my stories and to take that down without even acknowledging me regardless of what had happened is wrong and for me to sit here right now with you and just pretend that everything is fine and that I'm not hurt by that would be a total lie and by him doing that to me shows me yet again that uh, in his opinion my my opinion has no value. And that is the last time that I'm going to be silenced. So I, I feel that I'm going, to, I'm going to tell the tale. I wasn't going to, and had the shows not, taken, got, not gotten taken down, I would never have said anything. Uh, but now it, that's it. It, it. This whole situation, the whole RTS thing had been about control and who held all the cards and power. And you know what? Uh, I, I don't stand for shit like that. Okay, maybe I did in the past, but I sure as fuck am not going to now. I will not take this sitting down. So stay tuned. I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I will be putting out a show, and I'm going to tell everything, everything, in every single fucking part of it, because I'm not staying silent anymore. This is the last time I get fucking shit on. No more. No more. So it's coming. 
I just have to be in the right mindset, and uh, I'm just going to let it all out. And you guys, you just judge for yourselves. <clears throat> I'm just going to tell the truth. The truth is I know it. Anyway, I'm glad I got that out. It's going to be intense. It's going to be a crazy show because I'm fucking mad about it. Fucking mad. Not that mad. But I'm glad I get the opportunity to say something. I'm glad I was provoked because had this not happened, I, you wouldn't have heard another fucking word about it. But okay, you want to fucking be a dick and play like that, then I'm going to fucking play too. Um, okay, anyway, I'm glad I got that out. So I'm just about to wrap things up here. So the swimming key. So I'm like checking on Facebook. I'm like, oh, people are interested because I was kind of surprised. It's been a long time. It's been a year now that that show ended. And yeah, people want to know. They don't know what happened because uh, he did a show on his own, uh, one of his individual shows where he called it quote unquote explanations, which is why I quit. Um, because he explained things from his uh, perspective, which weren't true. And I wasn't there to, to defend myself. So, and then he just, he proceeded to take all of his individual shows down that he did as bonus stuff. And now there was no explanation. There was like uh, the last episode we did with Dave and uh, a fucking shitty punk song that made no sense to anyone that he called finale. So no one ever got an explanation. So all our listeners from that show uh, wanted, wanted to know what happened. Because if he didn't listen to that episode he did on his own, there was nothing. There was the last episode we did and a shitty punk. That's it. There was no explanation at all. Even a one-sided stupid fucking one. There was nothing. So yeah, people were interested. So I'm at the pool and I'm dicking around with this. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to fucking do this now. And um, so I'm on the phone. They get out of the pool and there's this huge rush. Everybody runs to the fucking four shower stalls because everybody wants to fucking go home. And I get up and I grab the bag and I grab my phone and I head to the... And then they're showered. It's 15 minutes later. And uh, Sarah's like, where's the key? It's like, what? You have it. She's like, no, I gave you the key. And I distinctly remember holding the key. I remember having the key. I had the key. And uh, she's like, where's the key? And I was like, oh, shit. Um, she's like, did you lose the key? Because it's, kind of, it's kind of important. And uh, she's staying calm. And calm Sarah is terrifying because she knows that we're in public and she's trying to just be chill. And I know I'm going to get some Italian parenting in the car, if you know what I mean. Slap, slap. Um, I was like, okay. She's like, well, I, I'm going to need you to go ahead and go back to the bench and see if there's the key there. Okay. And I was like, uh, uh, -huh. yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I'm going <clears> to, <throat> yeah. So I went to the bench and, uh, I went up to the lifeguard and I was like, so like hypothetically, if someone were to say absentmindedly leave a key somewhere, where would it be now? If someone found it, she's like, well, um, a, a teacher did find the key or a key. I don't know if it's your key. So just go see the front desk. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be in charge of the key again. I don't think. And she starts laughing. I'm like, no, I'm not. I can't be trusted really. No. Uh, yeah. So I went to the front desk and they made me confirm my number and sure enough, they had the key. And I, I thought, thank God. Cause like, fuck, you know, and Sarah's like, you had one job. You had one job, Sanchez, one job. I was like, I fucked that up. They have, a, they have a pin on it so a fucking retard can pin it to their shirt. Like a little kid with Down syndrome could pin that to his shirt and be more fucking responsible than I am. Actually, you know what? Someone with Down syndrome probably has a fucking higher capacity for knowledge than I do. I have no fucking memory. Barely make it to the bathroom on time. Uh, oh, hey, bathroom on time. Okay, look, let's wrap this up. I've got a little bit from Sugar and that'll be that. So hang on. Hey, it's uh, Sugar and, and Midge again. We just wanted to uh, update and, and, and give you guys a uh, 
a rating on the uh, on the Altos buffet, Thanksgiving buffet. Uh, Midge, what was what were your thoughts? It was very good, very good. How many platefuls? Oh, it was three or four. No. No, yeah, because you do the salad and then you do the hot food. Oh, and the I desserts. Did the desserts. And then the ice cream. And then I went and got ice cream. <laughs> oh, and then we have the garlic toast. Garlic toast, right? Um, and uh, so no accidents. Like so far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah, but I'm also not home yet. Okay, so like there could be a, a possibility of you like going from the car to. Yes, as long as I can make it up the steps this time. You okay? This time. The, you... Sorry, yeah, I had a yeah. There was another time. There was another time, yeah. Was it in, in, involving a buffet? Oh, yeah, of course. It was involving a buffet? Yeah, it was involving a buffet work. No, it was involving a very large fat boy and poutine <laughs> and a milkshake. Oh, yeah, milkshake will do it any, yes, anytime. Yes, where I did not make it up the four steps the into four my steps building. Into your building. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't think that ever happened to me before. Oh, uh, yeah, it did. Did it? With your ex going up into your pocket. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was one of my shit stories. Um, so, yeah, so far we don't have to uh, discuss that because it has been discussed in the past. Yes, I shit myself several <laughs> times. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, Alto's very good. The, the buffet, it was lovely. It was fresh. It was mm -hmm. delicious. It was everything that my uh, overweight belly could have yeah. wanted. Um, and... Uh, as we have been directed, it we give it a four shits out of five. Um, yeah, I feel like I need to be airlifted out of here. Yes. Bring bring the cranes. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Four shits out of five. Yeah. Well, that's about it for me, I guess. Um, I love those two. <laughs> well, that's never happened to me. Yes, it has. Ah, right. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Good times, good times. Okay, look, if you need me, you can friend me on Facebook, Sandra D. Sanchez. I'm on Twitter, although I'm thinking of leaving Twitter. I don't know how much, I don't even know how much I like it. It's kind of annoying because, like, when you scroll down, it's like, if you have friends in common with someone and you scroll down, all of a sudden you're following them. Like, if you're watching TV, it's like, there's no, would you like to follow this person? It's like, follow, follow. It's like, fuck, man, I don't want to follow this person. And then you have to fucking block them so you never see them again. And somehow... They keep fucking showing up in your feed. Just super. Just fucking super. So I might just ditch Twitter entirely. But while I'm there, go ahead. And if you want to send anything in, you want to tell me how great you think I am, how sexy you think this voice is, because it's sexy. <coughs> well, that didn't work out. Um, yeah, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. Please leave an iTunes review. I think it might be important. It's good for my ego, if nothing else. And, uh else do you need to know oh and the other thing here's here's a little tidbit um if you listen to mike schmidt's podcast the 40 year old boy if you're canadian and you go to mikeschmidtcomedy.com and they have a page uh, go to the joe joe business page and they have um i can't remember what you call those things it's like a banner an amazon banner on the wall on that page if you click through there i've done it a few i think i've done it like three or four times now so i go shop through his account you actually get american prices and I've gotten American prices on a f quite a few things now for Malcolm for Christmas, like, uh, and birthday gifts. And like, like, let's say, for example, I got a Daniel Tiger, um, playhouse thing and on the Canadian site, it was almost $80 and I got it for 40, 
42 or 43. Like, that's fucking nuts. And so I did that with that. And then I bought him a couple Thomas trains. And it was literally their half price in the States. So not only do you get to support his podcast, but you get half prices. And I haven't been charged customs yet. But even if I do get ca charged customs, like if they catch it, it'll be it'll have been well worth it. Because I've gotten three or four things that I paid half price for. So fuck it. If they catch me one in every five times, fantastic. So that's another good reason uh, to support him using that Amazon link. You should really do that. Because uh, it's win-win. He gets some money and I, like, fuck, I'm saving 50% on toys here. I don't know why Canadian Amazon is so much more expensive than the American one. It's insane. But if you want a little sneaky sneak, go through there. Because there, there hasn't been anything yet that I've tried to buy that says won't ship to Canada. So try it. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, I said iTunes reviews, blah, 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 blah. Um, Mark, thanks again. Really appreciate it. You've made a lot of uh, generous donations to the show and it sure helps because we're, I've got to pay up. <laughs> yeah, I've got to pay up in about a month. Um, okay, so stay tuned for the RTS recap, and I will be putting the old shows back up, because uh, I can. All right? That's why. Because I can. Whether you want them or not, they're going back up. <sighs> Whatever. Okay, I'll get to that. So hang in there. Stay tuned for that wonderful, lovely Ragefield show. Okay, thanks for everything. See you guys.